for God is great and greatly to be praised. Welcome to another worship experience. Do me a favor. If you're watching me alive, hit like and share on this morning. Hallelujah.
Somebody, somebody, call it, somebody, 
in worship this morning. Will you help me thank God for them one more time? What a blessing. I love the spirit of worship in the house. Thank you, Minister Shirley and the gang. It's a joy to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Permit me to mention, beginning uh, this coming Friday, I believe, uh, April the 30th, we're going to resume our Friday prayer meeting right here in this house. Amen. We are grateful to God for 
ask to Shirley Jovian and for their leadership to make this happen. So as many of you as would like to pray, and all of us who want to pray, amen. Prayer changes things. One of your pastor's desire is for this church to be a praying church. So not only on Sundays, but every day of the week. So we pray and we give opportunity for corporate prayer. Corporate meaning we come together. The Bible says two or more shall agree concerning anything here on earth. It shall be done of our Father. So there's something about coming together to pray. So every Friday we pray. Amen. Every Sunday morning we pray. Friday at 6 p.m. Amen. Also, uh, 7 a.m. Sunday morning. We will also make available prayer even on the airwaves so you cannot miss prayer in this house. Some of you ask me, well, if I come to prayer in church on Friday at 6, why do I need to, to tune in for prayer again on your, on your radio or whatever, TV, computer, cell phone, whatever? The good thing is that we just want you to be praying. <laughs> the more prayer, the better. So... The Bible says we should always pray. Amen. Also, I'm pleased to mention to all of you, one of our pastors and his lovely wife will be relocating to the state of Texas. Pastor Robert Ferguson and Sister Ferguson. Uh, I don't know if they are here or maybe they come to the next service. And it's a joy. Praise God. Amen. Come up here. Come say hello to your church folk. These people have been very faithful and very helpful to our church ministry. And I am I'm happy for them. They did everything right. They didn't just disappear on us. They told the pastor, they told the ministers, they, they share with us their heart's desire, their living to make a better life for their family. And the amazing thing is that they say, Pastor, we want this church to remain our church. We want this pastor to remain our pastor. In fact, they told me they'll be back uh, November, amen. Come on down, come say hello to your folks. These are your people. Have your way. Bless It is wonderful to be in the house of the Lord, amen. Fifteen years ago, 
one of your brothers, my brother, introduced me to this church family. Many of you know him as Theron Jones. I've known him since 1985. That's a long time to know somebody, amen? And from that day one, this wonderful man of God and this wonderful family has welcomed me into, and my family into this church body, amen? And it's been a pleasure in the service under this ministry of Dr. Joshua Joy Dara Sr. And uh, to be honest with you, it is a little tough to leave because I am from here. But they say when the door, when the door is closed in one side of the hallway, the Lord opens up another door. And how quickly this one opened up and how wonderful this one is. Now we will have family there because my wife's family is from Austin. That's where we will be relocating in Austin, Texas. As hard as it is to leave the central Louisiana area, I know that after uh, speaking with pastor and many a times that I know that this is a church home that I can come home to when we come back to visit. So believe me, we will be back to visit. I've got family here too. But uh, I will, we will miss you, but however, comma, Uh, we'll keep, we will keep in touch with you as much as we possibly can and hope that y'all stay in touch with us as well. And uh, I've, it's just been a pleasure in the service of this ministry, uh, working with each and every one that, uh, in, the ministries, in the minister's ministry, the deacons and deaconesses, and even the, uh, some of my brothers here. Even on TV, they love I wish I could play like you. I play guitar, but I can't play like him. That's awesome. And just like these young men here. So thank you. Keep us in your prayers. Um, I know that all is well, and I'll see you at the top. Amen. Amen. One of the things I love about Pastor Ferguson and his lovely wife, Sister Ferguson, they met all the Christians criteria for a true member. They are here in attendance. They are here serving. And they give. Amen. Let the record show. <laughs> for 15 years, they've been giving and serving and attending this worship service. Thank you for being a good example to all of us. I pray that God will increase you more and more in Jesus' name. Amen. Please don't forget uh, Mother's Day is coming, May the 9th. We invite all of you mothers to come and celebrate. Uh, it's your day. Uh, today I'm going to start teaching a series of lessons, but on Mother's Day I'm going to take a quick break to celebrate mothers and then I'll be back to this series. So we have a gift for every one of our moms and we invite other mothers in the community to join us. Amen. So that's our way of saying we appreciate you and we thank you. Welcome to all of our guests. We, we love you. If you are here for the first time, please stop by the lobby area. 
There's a guest center in our lobby area. We have a gift for every one of our guests. Again, it's our way of saying thank you from Zion Hill. Amen. Will you please stand with me as we read the word of God? Today is our communion Sunday. I'm going to teach the word briefly. And then I'm going to invite all of us to partake of the Holy Communion. If you are home live streaming, you can partake of this communion also. Those of you out of town, out of state, uh, international folks, just grab you some uh, juice, crackers, or bread. If you have no juice, even ordinary water would do. Amen. It's the spirit behind it. Yesterday I was, my wife and I, we were dedicating our home. Actually, we dedicated two homes yesterday. And one of those homes, and I didn't have my oil with me. I say, uh, my sister, uh, it's a young lady, Sister Lavelis, and I said, you have some oil in the house? I said, yes, sir. I said, bring that to me. Cooking oil. And I prayed over it. <laughs> As it becomes anointed. So, wherever you are, you can join us today. And celebrate what God has done. Thank you, those of you that came early to pray. It's a joy just to watch people praying together. Thank you, Pastor Dayton and Sister Dayton Williams. You are doing a great job. Open your Bible to the book of St. John, chapter 19. Let's consider verse number 30. Thank you, all of our staffs. We appreciate you. The book of John, chapter 19, verse 30. If you find it, say amen. The Bible says, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Remain standing as we pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the opportunity to call upon your name. We thank you for the sacrifice you made on Calvary. Thank you for our redemption. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for being a good God. Thank you for waking up, up this morning. Just to know that we are still clothed in our right mind, we say thank you. Just to know blood is still flowing in our veins, we say thank you. Thank you that you are our Father, you are our Savior, you are our Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would touch us in a very special way. Minister to our spirit man this morning. Glorify yourself in this house. We thank you for miracles, 
signs and wonders to follow. Let this message penetrate our soul. And Lord, we pray for results. We pray for testimonies. And Lord, I thank you that it's already done. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today, I, I begin a series of lessons that are titled, How To. I believe there's a lot of things in the Word of God that you and I need to know how to operate in it. If I were to just give a topic, it would be those two words, how to, and then we'll begin to fill in the blank. For example, people need to know how to be saved. There's a lot of people that are hungry to know God, but they don't know how to be saved. People need to know how to pray. There are many people who profess to be Christians, but they don't know how to pray. So I want this series to be practical tools for every believer, including those of you who are watching, who are listening. You need to know how to be saved. You need to know how to pray. You need to know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to know how to break every curse in your life. So I call this how-to series. Today, I'm going to be teaching you on how to receive your healing. Very practical, very surgical. Not here to entertain you, but to inform you and inform my own self so that we can live in good health. Amen, somebody. Amen. There are many people that have no clue when it comes to how to receive healing. Some of us, we, we just hit and miss. Sometimes you get healed. Sometimes you just allow the enemy to take advantage of you. Sometimes some people are not even sure whether there is still healing available to a believer. So today I'm going to be talking about how to receive your healing. The passage we read to your hearing earlier, you hear Jesus speaking. And out of that passage, I want to point out eight different things you need to learn in order to receive your healing. I'll do my best like a typical college professor trying to identify those eight things. Make sure you keep your spirit man awake. Don't let the devil rob you of the blessing of healing. Jesus said in that text, it is finished. 
meaning it's done. So my first message to you when it comes to receiving your healing, if Jesus has already done it, you shouldn't be trying to do it. Let that soak in. Because he's already done it, you don't need to be trying to do what Jesus has already done. Say, for example, Jesus has already healed you. Jesus has already made you whole. So many times you're busy trying to get your healing when in fact you're already healed. So, if you're making note, my message to you, number one, if Jesus say it's already done, you shouldn't be trying to do what he's already done. Every time I get sick, I have to remind myself My healing is already done. So it really don't matter what anybody say. In fact, it don't matter what any report says. I love my doctors. Smart people. I got children in the field of medicine. As many of you know, I have respect for that field. But I hear the Lord say, let all men be liars. Let God be true. And God is saying to you and to me, it is finished. It's already done. Just think about it. Just for illustration. If I come in here today and I look at Dickin Jackson, and say, Dickin Jackson, sit down. But he's already sitting down. He probably would look at me and say, huh, is he all right? Well, what if I go back to him, I say, Dickin Jackson, I say, sit down, sit down, sit down. Well, after a while, Dickin Jackson is going to be wondering, Something is not right with the preacher. Unfortunately, that's exactly what many of you Christians are doing to God. You're going to God and you're telling God, heal me. And God is looking at you, fool. You're already healed. And then you come back again, you say, Lord, I say, heal me. This is the problem. That's exactly what we are doing. So what's my message to you? Stop doing what Jesus has already done. Look at somebody and say, I got that. Say to it in your spirit. Your healing is already done. Can I have an amen?
The second point I want to call to your attention is that you have to use your faith to take possession of what is already done. Did you hear what I said? I said you've got to use your own faith to take possession of what is already done. So if you ask me how do I receive my healing, the second point is that you receive your healing by faith. How do you receive it? By faith. Now, please, hallelujah, I'm taking my time this morning. All of us here, we got one problem. Can I keep it real? The problem we have, and many of you live streaming too and watching, the problem we have is called religion. You got religion, I got religion. In fact, we sing about it. That's how proud we are. And ain't nothing wrong to have a religion. In fact, the Bible talks about true religion. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when it comes to your healing, your religion can be a hindrance to your healing. Let me show you how. You see, religion, every religion comes or is packaged with do's and don'ts. Am I right about it? So religion will say to you, don't steal. By the way, it's not just Christian religion. Every religion have all these do's and don'ts. Religion will say, don't, don't kill. Religion will say, oh, don't go to the casino. It's not good. I mean, there's all kinds of do's and don'ts. All of that is good. But there's one problem. Your healing is not based on what you do. If you ever get that in your head, you will be healed every time you go see. As good as it sounds to not steal, don't curse, don't lie, don't do this, don't do that. We can make a song out of it. But your healing has nothing, zero to do with what you do. It has everything to do with what Jesus did. So religion hinders us because we are busy trying to figure out what did I do wrong? What do I need to do right to get my healing? But really, we stay sick as a result. Your healing, ladies and gentlemen, is based on what Jesus had done. It's based on what is already finished. Finished by who? Jesus Christ. 
So how to receive your healing, therefore, is based on you believing and trusting what Jesus had already done. Let that soak in. I'll tell you how simple this thing is. You all came in this morning, you know. You saw all these beautiful chairs or sitting area. And you look at the chairs and you believe that the chair is all right and you took your seat. Am I right about it? Did any of you call me this morning and say, Pastor, is the chairs in your church all right? I didn't get a single call. Not one email, not one text messages. All of you just came in. You look at the one you want, you believe it's all right, and you sat down. You took your seat. The same thing when it comes to healing. You have to come in believing that it's already done, trusting what God has already done, and take your healing. Just like you take your cheer, take your healing. Take your peace of mind. Take your deliverance. You took your seat. Your healing, the reason why you need to take it is because it's already done. Your deliverance is already done. Your miracle is already done. Your healing. And when I talk about healing, there are many areas of our lives that need to be healed. It's not just the physical. For some of us, our physical body needs to be healed. For some, our emotion needs to be healed. You'll be amazed how many people are saved on their way to heaven, but they are an emotional wreck. Some of us need to be healed psychologically. Healing comes in different forms. There are some of you here today, your pocketbook, hey, don't turn me up. Your pocketbook needs to be healed. The reason why you write checks and it comes NSF, SFL, whatever, <laughs> NFL. <laughs> oh, glory. You need healing. That bank account needs to be healed. Hallelujah. I could talk about it. God healed my account. It blows my mind how he did it. I literally prayed to God, say, heal my bank account. And I checked that account. I put it on my cell phone. Account, are you here yet? <laughs> oh, glory. The Lord fixed it. And I, I had me a, a, a broadcast over there in Europe. 
that cover all the European nations and cover all the continents of Africa through TBN London. And they told me I need to do certain things, get a website and get a telephone number for people to reach you, get a strip account. Well, I thought I had website, I thought I had phone. They say, what I got is no good. So I humbled myself. It was tough. And I received all the corrections. So they redo everything for me. I never heard of a stripped account. I know of a bank account, but I didn't know of a stripped account. And they set everything up. And bless God, then they say, stop preaching. And the next thing I know, I came to America, and folks, I don't know the magic. People will hear what I'm preaching, and then they send money to that account. I never have to pick up anything. And the Lord began to heal my bank account. I laughed about it a lot of time, but what I'm teaching you this morning, I'm talking from personal experience. If you get it in your spirit that your healing is already done, you will be healed. If you can just develop the faith to take possession of what is already done, you will live and not die. Are you all still here this morning? See, I'm very, very qualified to teach what I'm teaching you this morning. When I say just like you took your seat, take your healing. Take your deliverance. You don't have to stay a crackhead. You can take your deliverance. You know why I say I'm qualified for this? I took my healing from heart attack. I'm still here. I took my healing from COVID-19. I ain't playing with you this morning. You can take, I took my healing from stroke. Some of this happened right in your face. The Bible is not written just for the preacher. Don't let nobody lie to you. You can take possession of your healing. It's already done. God did it for you. Ladies and gentlemen, how do I receive That healing, how do I receive it? If you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, you got this or you got that. And they're doing their job. They might tell you, you got COVID. 
They might tell you you got cancer. They may give you another secret. The moment you heard from the doctor, your first move is to go to the word of God. You know how you play baseball and you have to go to the first base? <laughs> Anytime you hear the bad news, it doesn't even have to be from the doctor. It don't matter where it come from. I don't care if it come from your own self. The first thing you do, the first place you go is where? To the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is the final authority concerning anything. What you heard from the doctor, that's not the final authority. Doctor is just doing his job or her job. And I thank God for every one of them. You'll be amazed how many times in my 25 years of pastoring here, how many times I've been faced with bad reports. It doesn't always come from the doctor. People will tell you, no, we cannot do this. People will give you a million reasons why you would not make it. The first thing you do, run to the word of God. What you heard is not the final authority. The final authority is what the word of God says. So your first move, your first base, must be the word of God. That's my third point if you're making note. Making note. So you, you, you'll be in a situation where you either have to believe the doctor or you have to believe God. And if you believe man and not God, if you die, we will bury you. Because that's your choice. Brother Pastor, okay, how do I go to the word of God? Well, it's really not, not difficult. But for the sake of time, I'll give you a quick pointer. See, if somebody come and give me a fiction notice, I'm just giving you an example. All right? By the way, that happened. So this ain't, I ain't no shame in my game. Everman, Texas. I have to tell my family, you're moving. <laughs> ah, glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> it's a shame. I, but I, I can laugh about it today because I've seen God exceeded. Not only did I experience what you were praying about this morning, restoration, then God gave me double for my trouble. He said, I will give you houses. That's what I got. Ain't no shame in my game. Not bragging. God did it. 
But what do you do when you're minding your own business and an eviction notice come? First, go to the word of God. Find out everything the world has to say about eviction. That's how simple it is. If you're sick, find out everything the word of God has to say about healing. If you're broke, you're in a financial stress, find out everything the Bible has to say concerning poverty. You say, Pastor, I'm not a preacher. I don't know how to do that. Here we go again. Didn't I tell you about Google? You got a cell phone. You got a computer. All you need to do is just type in. You Google what you want to find it. Google, tell me. And if you don't know how to type, talk to me, Siri. I'll find it for you. It's a mystery. I want you to tell me everything the Bible said concerning healing. And he'll give it all to you. So you don't have to be a preacher. And all you need to do is just begin to read it one by one. If you don't know how to read, Google will play back to you. So, please don't get me wrong. I have no sympathy for anybody that allowed the devil to whoop you. Go to the word of God. Find out what does the Bible have to say. Every subject, the Bible has something to say about it. Just Google it and take your time to read it. Amen, somebody. Why is that important? Because until the will of God is known, your faith will not work. Did you hear what I said? Until the will of God. You see, the will of God is the word of God. So when I say use your faith to take possession of what is already known, you see, you have to know the will of God. Your faith will not work until you know the will of God. And many people stay sick because they don't know what God has to say about it. So you go and find out what does the Bible have to say about it. Baby need a pair of shoes. What does the Bible have to say about it? Light bills are due. What does the Bible have to say about it? You get to a point that everything you do is based on the word of God. No devil can kill you when the word of God is cooking in your spirit. Are you living? The problem, ladies and gentlemen, many of us, we respond to life, we're making decisions without first finding out the will of God. We even pick our spouse. 
without first finding out the will of God. You just say, I met her at Mona. <laughs> really? Come on, help me, make me halfway. <laughs> Find out, is this man what God wants for me? Is this woman what God wants for me? Are you all still here? Some people will say, Pastor, I don't care what the word of God says. That's why you're still broke. Here you are, you're married, but you have no joy. You got a job, but you're not happy. We have to deal with the will of God. The will of God is the word of God. Let me give you an example. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It did not say by stripe you are, you are healed. He said by his stripe you were healed. Past tense. Meaning it's already done. Take note. He said you are healed. Well, please Excuse my, my foreign, foreign language. If you are healed, you is healed. <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody. This thing is not really complicated. <laughs> All you need to do is just grab hold of uh, You all are struggling unnecessarily. I have to talk to myself. I say, Sam, you are struggling needlessly. If God is telling the truth, and he's telling the truth, he cannot even lie. The Bible says it's not a man that he should lie. It's not the son of man that he should change his story. If he said, he's going to do it. If he make a promise, he will make it good. So as, as a foreigner in this great country, I just come to the point and say, Son of man. You see, I had nobody. Just me and the Lord. My wife was not here. None of the children are here. I had to learn to trust God. He's either lying or telling the truth. And he cannot lie. So if he said, by his right, you were healed. I say, you is healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. So decree and declare it every day. I am healed. Say it again. I am healed. I am healed. Say it like you mean it. I am, I am healed. And permit your spirit to receive that. Don't, you're not just saying it. Ladies and gentlemen, and what you need to do, another pointer. Once you, you see it in the word of God and you believe it and you receive it, then maintain that position. You understand what I mean by maintaining that position? The Baptist got it right this time. You know how we grow up and be singing, I shall not, I shall not be moved. We'll be rocking. 
You know, just like a tree planted by rivers. And then we would decree and declare, I shall not be moved. Once you grab hold of what God said, like a hungry dog, bite on it. And don't let that go. So if anything else showed up, you don't need to receive it because you already know something. So maintain that position. Your mind is already made up. That's what we'll be singing. My mind is made up. Don't just sing it. Believe what you're singing. Hold on to what you got. Regardless of the x-ray report. Regardless of, uh, of any test. Regardless of what the doctor say. You're not fighting the doctor. My doctor is my own personal friend. I tell him all the time. I say, Julio, I'm not fighting you. We're on the same team. But I know something. I cannot deny what I know. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to what you believe, regardless of the diagnosis. Hold on to what you believe, regardless of the report. Let me hurry up for the sake of time. Look at Hebrew chapter 4, verse number 2. That scripture identified the problem. The problem many of us have, the Bible says, this is why we don't receive our healing. He said the word was preached, but the word didn't profit them because they did not mix the word with faith. They heard it. I've been preaching it for 25 years. Is the same story. Jesus is a healer. His name is Jehovah Rapha. You heard it. But until you mix it with your faith. Notice what the Bible says. It didn't profit them. There's a lot of people that are hearing what ministers of the gospel, what the Bible is saying, but they hear it, but they never mix it with faith. And as a result, it then profits them. Wouldn't it be sad for you to be going to church for 50 years and you never profit? Ladies and gentlemen, what's my message to you? First I said, don't try to do what's already done. Say I got it. Secondly, I told you, you have to use your faith to take possession of what God's already done. Notice something that he's saying here. When you hear the word of God, mix it with your faith. Amen. 
Look at verse uh, number three of that same chapter. It gives you another clue how to be healed. Ladies and gentlemen, he said, here's why people who believe they enter into what is called rest. How do you get your healing? You got to learn to rest. Here you are, your back is aching, your knee is giving up, there's no support in your hips, and the devil is telling you, we're going down. But you have to be able to rest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you read? The Bible says, People who believe, who truly believe God, something about them, they enter in. It's like the economy is going down. And everybody's freaking out. And here's an old woman sitting down. Mama, what are you doing out there? I'm waiting for my check. Well, the news said, ain't no check coming. No, that's all right. God bless the news. That old woman is at rest. She knows something. And you can rest. Ha, 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 ha. Jesus, help, help me. You can rest on what you know. Storm may rise. Winds may blow. One of the things you need to learn to do to receive your healing is to rest. What are you resting in? I'm glad you asked. You are resting on what Jesus has already done. The devil will tell you a million reasons why you shouldn't rest. But you have to counter it and learn to rest on the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, to rest means you're not going to stress over it. If you're resting, you will not be depressed. So when the doctor show up and say, okay, Brother Baba, you got three weeks to live. And then you're going to die. And then you have to have the courage to rest on a God who says with long life. Oh, Jesus. Some of these just... He just shake me up. So whose report you gonna believe? Well, if you believe you're gonna live for three weeks, guess what? You will live for three weeks and you will die and we'll make sure we sing a good song. And I will make sure I preach a good sermon. Nobody can die in this church and say I didn't get a good home going. 
That's the truth. If you're paying attention, I go out of my way. But why should you die before your time? Can you handle I know <laughs> I know some of these may be a little too tough for church folks. The Bible works. Take a rest. Rest in what Jesus has already done. I'm running out of time. Let me give you another tip. You got to keep check of your emotions. Your emotion will be all over the map because you're getting all kinds of information, good one, bad one, negative one, and your emotion will be going roller coaster. And you have to be able to put that emotion in check. How you do that? Well, I'll show you. It's, it's not really difficult. You have to learn how to laugh. <laughs> you have to learn how to smile in the midst of chaos. You know something else you have to learn to do? Forgive me, Miss Lisha, I got to I got to teach this. This is important. You have to learn to serve. Find you something to do in the community. Find you something to do in the house of God. Get busy. I was, I was messing with my wife one day. I said, the devil cannot kill me. I said, how do you know that? I said, I'm serving God. Somebody got to do this. I've infested too many years in it. God is not stupid. He knows your service is needed. He will look beyond your fault and see your need. Learn. When you are serving, you remove the attention from yourself. Good God Almighty. If I'm a member of the choir, you, you never have to call me before I come. Because I know serving the Lord pays. Many people, help me Holy Spirit, many people suffer needlessly in the hand of the devil because they are not busy for the Lord. Invest your time in helping others. Even medical doctors will tell you if you have serious diagnosis like cancer, they will say, get something to do in the community. You know why? Take attention from yourself. And I do mind is the... Ah. <laughs> Jesus, this thing is not really complicated. When you are serving, you're singing in the choir, you're busy praising the Lord, 
you don't have time to even remember you got cancer. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> this is a true story. My wife, and she's here, you can ask her. She will say, baby, don't jump too high. You know what the doctor said. And I sure do. I know what the doctor said. But when I feel the spirit, all of a sudden, I forgot what anybody said. When you are in the presence of the... Oh, when you are in the presence of the Lord, he that dwelleth oh, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. Goodness gracious. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. You are laughing not to be healed. You already healed. You are laughing to maintain your rest. Because this flesh wants to go up for you. You spend time in worship. You spend time in praising God. I told somebody a few years ago, I said, you can literally press your way out of difficulty. So when people would tell me, well, I joined the choir because I like singing, I'm thinking, this is a fool. You like singing. Who, who cares about what you like? When the devil is trying to mess with your child, you better press your way out of it. When the devil is trying to mess with your mind, you better get hallelujah, chorus. I wasn't singing because I love music. I don't have a choice but to sing. God has been so good to me. Sometimes, I, I wish I could testify sometimes. Because some of you cannot take my testimony if I tell you the whole truth. We were driving this morning. I was telling my wife, I said, you know, I know a, a car passed by. True story. A Jeep. I have a friend over there in Texas who drive a Jeep. And many years ago, I saw, he, he took me on a ride on that Jeep. And I fell in love with Jeep. And bless God, I prayed to God while I was riding. We drove to Newton, Texas. He's the richest man in Newton, Texas. He's a white brother. So as we were driving, I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, do me a favor. I want you to give me a Jeep. I said, this thing is so comfortable. I didn't know there are automobiles like this. And this morning, a Jeep passed by while we were coming to church. Then I said to my wife, I said, baby, you know you see that automobile. 
I pray to God to give me. So now she's wanting to know, so what's the big deal? I said, the big deal is that everything I pray for, God always exceeded my prayer. This church you are sitting in, I didn't see this good. We went to some places. There's a place in Winsboro. Some of you are there. We were going to build that kind of church. God always do more. That's why his name is more than enough. His name is El Shaddai. He will heal your body. If you believe him, he will touch your marriage. If you believe him, he will heal your pocketbook. If you believe him, he will make a way out of nowhere. If you believe him, he will make a pathway in the middle of the desert. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Healing belongs to you, my brother. Begin to praise God. No devil can steal your jaw when you are in the presence of the Lord. Enter his gate with thanksgiving. Enter his court with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. Bless his name. Lord, I thank you for healing my body. Lord, I thank you for paying my bills. Lord, I thank you for clothing me in my right mind. Lord, I thank you for watching over me. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my city. When praise is God. Blessings will come down. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody today ought to say, Hold my mule. I got something to shout about. Hallelujah. Come on, choir. Hallelujah. Oh, it's been so good to me. Hallelujah. Food on the table. Hallelujah. Clothes on my back. Hallelujah. He's been a shepherd in time of storm. Hallelujah. If I have a thousand tongues, it's not enough to sing his praise. Hallelujah. Somebody said when praises go up, Guess what will come down? The only thing that will come down is blessing. So shout your way out of trouble. Shout your way out of pain. Shout your way out of chaos. Don't let the devil see you fret. And if he cannot steal your praise, he cannot take away your joy. You know one thing that really drives the devil crazy? is when he throws something at you and you still shout. He's trying to run you down. He throws it at you and you say hallelujah. You ever watch the game? Sister, where is my home girl? Oh, there she is. Do you ever watch wrestling? Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Sister Gail don't watch wrestling. You see wrestling, they come and hit you hard. That's what the devil do. You stagger. 
Or you look and you say, is that all you got? Come on, come on. Then it comes again, run you, and hit you. You staggered, but you're standing. You know what you're standing on? The word of God. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. To take him at his word. Rest. Rest upon his promise. You know he's already done. I pray for somebody this morning. That in every area of your life. Whatever the devil meant for evil. God will turn it around for your good. We decree by faith this year. This year will be a year of restoration. I pray, oh God, that our health be restored. I pray, oh God, that our finance be restored. Pastor, how can you do that? You see, I go to the world, the first base. The world, the world said, beloved. I wish above all. That's right, sister, that you prosper. And be in good health. That's even as your soul prosper. That's what this church is all about. Prepare your heart as we receive the Holy Communion. Come on, give the Lord God a clap of The deacons are coming. Thank you, deaconesses, for preparing the table. The ministers are coming. If you're watching this morning, you need prayer. There's a number under the screen. Dial that number. Ministers of the gospel will take your call and pray with you. I want all of you to be seated and prepare your heart to receive the Holy Communion. And after the communion, I encourage you to give. Giving is receiving. Our ushers, men and women, will be right there by the door as you go out. Give as the Lord prosper you. Return your tithes to God. Return your first fruit. Let God honor you. And those of you at home, you can join us in communion. You can join us in giving. On our website, zionhill.com, there's opportunity for online giving. God bless you.
wishes to be served. Amen? Amen. Such a special occasion in our praise and worship service as we come in remembrance of that night that Jesus and his disciples sat in the upper room and they took the bread and then they took the cup. The bread of representation of his body and the cup of wine, the representation of his blood to be shed for each and every one. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, we come before you today in the name of your Son, Jesus, to recognize this very covenant and promise that we have with you. It is the promise that, we, that was ratified by the blood shed by your Son, Jesus. It is by this fact that his body was broken for us, that his blood was shed on our behalf. And we recognize that he bore, he took 
away all of our sins, all of our diseases and sorrows and griefs. He healed us. And we no longer lack. It is through your son Jesus' sacrifice, O oh Father, that we have complete redemption and deliverance from the stronghold of the enemy. As new creations in Christ Jesus, we realize that the very freedom of sin has been paid for and that we are forgiven. We are redeemed. And for this, oh Father God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And at this time, you may take of the bread and of the cup, a symbol of the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This does conclude our praise and worship experience. And as before we do depart, it is for the benediction. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Know that the Lord has already healed you. And that this week is already done well for you each and all. It is in Jesus' name we declare it and pray. Amen. Be blessed until we meet again.